Hello, and welcome to this edition of the EV Revolution Show audio podcast. With your host, Kenneth Bacor. This is episode 9, recorded on June 28, 2019. All right, well, welcome to this edition of the EV Revolution Show audio podcast, episode 9. I'm Kenneth Bocor, the host. It's been a while since I've done the audio podcast. I think the last one was in December because I've been trying to find some interesting people to talk to for the last six months. And lo and behold, I'm honored and privileged to be here at uh, VW Canada or VW Group headquarters in Ajax, Ontario. Uh, with two fine gentlemen, uh, Mr. Thomas uh, Tetzlaff. Did I pronounce that right? You sure did, Ken. I did. And what's your title again, Thomas? My title I, have it written is I down. am the Manager of Public Relations for Volkswagen Canada. Perfect. And if uh, people who have seen some of my episodes when I uh, did the Toronto Auto Show episode will recognize Thomas's voice uh, from that video. You can watch that see what he looks like there. It was a great interview, a lot of energy when uh, you guys debuted the... Cross, was it? I'm trying to remember now. Yes, so many models, so little time. I'm also joined by Mr. Scott Hollinshead, who I forget your title again, Scott, because it's not in your email signature. So I'm in. I'm a product that. planning manager for battery electric vehicles. Yeah, so you're the guru here at VW Canada, as uh, far as EVs. You go. flatter me. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I've heard. And welcome to our your, uh, office. Great your parking. Thank you very much, and thank you for hosting me in your lovely office and for the, the brief tour as well before. Um, uh, you you were telling me showing me all the different EV chargers that you have here for for it part for employee education and for testing and validation for different models. So that's great that you've been able to put such a large infrastructure, probably the biggest one that I've seen in Canada from a corporate setup. Definitely, you know, I'm uh, yeah. I'm very proud of uh, our setup because uh, yeah. I, I've and check us out on PlugShare uh, if you yep. will. Uh, yeah, we do for sure. Our presence there, I take. Uh, Great effort to go and make sure that uh, we use the, I think we have the best infrastructure in, of any OEM in Canada. Uh, I we want to so. use that to uh, educate people and also sort of get back to the community a little bit and help out early adopters if they're in a bind, mm-hmm. you need to charge. And you feel free to come. Now I know where town. to come if I'm on this side of town or heading, heading east where I could stop. There and you go. A, you know, probably come in and get a free coffee, maybe. Who knows? Well, Sweet talk the receptionist. Exactly. We've made some big claims, Ken, about <laughs> yeah. our, our aspirations to become a global leader you when have. it comes to electrification. Yep. And quite frankly, if you're going to talk it, you got to walk it. And Scott was instrumental in setting up our headquarters here with all the charging stations that you talked about. And as he mentioned, they're open. We're not mm-hmm. just about Volkswagens and getting yep. Volkswagen yep. customers in the building. We're open to getting everybody in here because we know we are, are at a very important point in the life of the EV, if you will. I, we were Certainly talking are. earlier, yep. and it, it is so close to taking off like a rocket, and we want to be there. We want to be there from day one right through to the end. Well, you guys have certainly uh, laid the foundation to be there, and I wanted to talk, maybe start off the conversation with a little bit of history as far as how VW's... Uh, uh, how, how you've reached that foundational electrification standpoint today? Um, you know, you know the origins of the the EUP, the, which is a big big seller in Europe, uh, and of course, and the eGolf. Uh, I know that uh, um, that's certainly switching over to the ID platform, which we'll get to in a sec. But maybe get a little background about some of the history and how you got to those points. Well, the history of electricity goes back a long way. It does. I know that. The first cars were electric cars, and that was 100 years ago. And then, then of course, you know, I guess somebody figured out that they could make a lot of money selling gasoline, so they took us down a different route. Mr. Ford was his name. That's another different Ford. I think so. (laughs) But uh, of late, we've had a renewed interest in electricity. When I say of late, it goes back to the 70s. We were fiddling with electricity with our earliest generations of the, the Golf, you know, the car that we knew as the Rabbit back in the 70s. We were electrifying these cars already and doing a lot of experimentation okay. and such. But let's let's fast yep. forward a little bit to a little bit more modern history. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the e-Golf and the e-Up. Those are the two full electric vehicles that we have on sale in our worldwide portfolio right now within Volkswagen. And as you mentioned, they do great. They do great. We sell the e-Golf here in Canada, and for better or worse, we can't keep up to demand. You know, we've got more people wanting them than we can supply, and we're doing our absolute level best to get more wherever we can. But as you know, it's a global market, and there's other markets that are clamoring for these cars as well. 
and Canada sometimes doesn't get to the, the front line, but yep. we're, we're doing our best. And, and Scott's doing a great job petitioning for us to get more and more all the time. And we will be getting more this year than we anticipated. So okay, we're okay. going to have a lot of exciting So you are still customers. delivering it to Canadian vehicles? Absolutely. Uh, yes, we have Good. some okay. big plans for the Monty or 20 e-golf. Uh, okay. I don't know if we're ready to announce that here. Ah, but uh, okay. we have a bit of a tantalizing two, scoop here. Two, you know? two prong things. Yeah. Something exciting to announce. Mm -hmm. I think uh, probably more toward the fall. Okay. And then uh, we'll have more vehicles available uh, than previously planned. Good. Which is kind of cool. And uh, okay. we, we're really at a, uh, I guess, a fork in the road when it comes mm -hmm. to our EV technology. You mentioned our MEB platform cars. Mm -hmm. Starting very soon, and by soon I mean next year already in Europe, we are going to be launching the first of our MEB cars. Now, mm -hmm. MEB, for those that are not in the know, is our... Give us our best German. I'll uh, give us our best German. That's the Modulera Querbaukasten. Uh, no, no, sorry, that's MQB. Yeah, it's yeah. Modulera Elektrobaukasten, which good. in English essentially More schnitzel means, for you. Yes, you more it, yeah. is... <laughs> It's our electric toolkit. Yeah. We This is the foundation for all of our next generation of electric vehicles going forward. We mm -hmm. are going to be building a lot of cars on this platform. Yeah. By a lot, I don't mean thousands. I don't mean hundreds of thousands. I mean millions of cars. Absolutely. I mean, and we've got offshoots from this. Yep. Like it's slightly different versions of this platform. But as a brand, we hope to have 20 different vehicles based on this platform by 2025. And as a group... When in the like, world. Yeah, in, in the world, in the world yeah. of course. Of course yes, yeah. thanks, yeah. God. Uh, and as a group, up to 70 different electrified wow. vehicles by yeah. that same date. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, we want to be global number one when it comes to electric vehicles. Yeah. We want to be selling a million cars a year by 2025, globally, yeah. again. Mm -hmm. But Canada's going to form a significant portion of that, and we've got an excellent portfolio of cars, and we've made so many really cool yeah. announcements. Just yesterday, as a matter of fact, we announced a WeShare program. Mm -hmm. WeShare is our ride-sharing yep. program we have in Germany right yeah, now yeah. and we launched the debut with 150 sorry 1500 e-golfs into the fleet yeah. in Berlin we're going to be nice. adding 500 e-ups mm -hmm. and as soon as the MEB becomes available mm -hmm. the first the ID3 we're calling mm -hmm. it we're going to add those to the fleet as well and then next year we're going to be expanding Mm -hmm. into Prague, we're going to be expanding Excellent. into Hanover, yeah. and we're going to be expanding into Hamburg. We're, we're looking at the entire market, not just selling cars, but car sharing. We're not just looking at the vehicles themselves, right. but the entire lifespan. You talked about yeah. batteries and such, and mm -hmm. we've got plans for that too. Yep. There, there's a lot going on. This is a I know, I will. fundamental change in the industry. It is, yeah. We're ready for it. It is. It's, it is very, uh, I mean, the EVs have been a disruptive technology, if anything, right, in the automotive scheme of things. And, you know, I talk to a lot of petrol heads still, and, you know, petrol isn't going away anytime soon. I think this is a, a semi-generational shift that we're going to see, especially from a tipping point of, you know, IV, uh, ICE sales versus EV sales. We've got a ways to go. But, you know, these this type of groundwork that you guys are doing and, and some others, but to the scale that you guys want to do, I mean, I want to remind folks um, that you know might be might be saying, well, you know, Tesla's doing this and Tesla's been ahead, and yes, but from a from a company that can actually make the changes, Thomas, that you're talking about. I mean, the VW Group is a global organization that has uh, 647,000 employees, 122 production plants, both the vehicles and components uh, within those plants. Um, 2018 global revenue of 236 billion euros. People can figure out what that is in their local currencies. 36% um, of that passenger car, uh, related to passenger car sales. 11.8 million vehicles produced in 2018. 11.8, it's a huge number. I think, if I remember correctly, looking at the top 50, you guys were number one in the list global from uh, uh, vehicles and light trucks uh, produced last year. Um, out of that, you've got 12 brands uh, for, from seven European countries. Um, and of course, uh, I should say uh, some of those are produced in North America. You've got uh, Audi, uh, Seat, Skoda, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche, and Ducati. And then you've got a commercial vehicle division as well from Scania and Man, if I've got all my, my fact checking correct. So, you know, from, from somebody that's got some clout uh, that can, can say, you know, can put put something behind what you're saying, I think you guys are well positioned to do that. 
Am I well, correct there? I would yeah. tend to agree with you. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm not flattering you because I'm here being hosted in your nice office. I'm just stating facts. Well, and, and you're, you're right. In, in order to succeed in this industry, let's be very, very upfront about it. You have to turn a profit. Of course. And in order to turn a profit, you have to have scale. And as we move forward with electric vehicles, we think we're uniquely qualified to capitalize on our scale. We know how to build cars. And we have technology, we have engineering, a wealth of engineering within this corporation. And we're able to leverage this and turn it into a car. And this is a catchphrase we throw around the office quite a bit. We want to build cars for the millions, not just the millionaires. Yeah. And, and we know that we have to do it from the ground up. And again, referencing what I said earlier, we know we have to be involved in the battery production because that is a significant portion of the cost of an EV. So we have to be involved from the minute you start digging in the ground looking for that lithium to the moment the car is retired and the batteries and the rest are recycled. We have a holistic approach to this, but we can do it economically. The full supply chain and the full life cycle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we're very confident that we're going to be able to offer these vehicles to consumers at a price they're going to be comfortable with. I really think yeah. the MEB platform is the key to all this. Mm -hmm. We're talking about from the ground up. Like this is our platform, this is our architecture. It's figuratively from the ground up, yep. uh, or rather literally. Mm -hmm. uh, but to me, the MEB platform is going to make this possible. Uh, and I'm so glad uh, that we've taken this strategy because it will enable everything that we're talking about. Because uh, in my experience, I've been working on uh, or in my role uh, for about five years mm -hmm. and working on almost exclusively EVs since uh, probably been three years or so since I started the e-golf business nice. case. But so many people ask me, uh, like everybody of course is interested in like the next one to two years. Mm -hmm. So we brought the e-golf out in uh, June 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, people are like, well, like, are, are we gonna get more range? Uh, when's that gonna happen? Like, mm -hmm. uh, should I buy now? Should yeah. I wait? Uh, you know, 201 kilometers is pretty good, but yeah. uh, what if it was like 250, 300, that'd be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, that would have been great to have for the e-golf, but the, the e-golf is really a development dead end uh, mm -hmm. by all accounts. Uh, it's the Golf Seven is a great car. I went. Yeah. I actually purchased this car. I planned right. it. You were showing me the lovely yes, color. I loved it so much. Yeah. I put my money where my mouth yeah. is, yeah. as I wanted to live this uh, and breathe it every yep. day. Uh, but but we can't. The e golf the seven the Golf Seven platform has to work for everything. It has to work for. Um, gas, mm -hmm. uh, diesel, mm -hmm. uh, and also BEV, uh, and that has some packaging uh, constraints. Yes. So when we have this MEB platform, it's really, uh, we've got a couple different analogies going. Uh, I don't know which one I like better, but there, I've heard, uh, you know, like a skateboard yep. on wheels or a chocolate bar on wheels, if yeah. you think about the battery. Yeah, so I've seen the, the batteries, so. uh, instead of crammed into every little uh, sort of nook and cranny, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. like the e-golf, yep. we have it, you know, in the rear tunnel, mm -hmm. uh, the, the front seats are That's slightly right. modified to yep. have just a little bit like a little more battery power. Yeah. Uh, if we have it all in the sort of low center of gravity mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and scale up from there, we're mm -hmm. actually able to deliver not only scale for ourselves, but uh, like uh, immense customer benefits. Yes. Uh, our leadership calls it, uh, the simplest way to put it is to, um, we're going to give the um, sort of the same vehicle footprint as a Golf mm -hmm. on, the ex on the outside with the same room on the inside as a Passat, which mm -hmm. is a much bigger vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because when you have this MEB platform, you're able to yeah. sort of uh, forego sort of traditional non-negotiable yeah. uh, points of vehicle architecture. Yeah. Uh, like for example, uh, the firewall. Mm -hmm. We don't need a firewall as or, or an engine compartment as big as before. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're able to you know move forward a little bit and give uh, people yeah. extra room uh, yeah. for people uh, yeah. and stuff. I mean, kudos a little bit. It, it's kind of like you know taking the Chrysler's old cab forward design and just modernizing it to the electrical uh, to the EV type Absolutely. of realm because you really you know uh, it is it is something you go into EVs and you do see the amount of space in there. It, it's deceiving when you look at the outside. You know, can I really get you know, 
um, four good-sized beer-drinking Germans in this car? Yes, you can, with some room to spare. So uh, definitely great to have. Now, the skateboard platform is a proven design, so you know it makes sense to have a ground-up design uh, utilizing that platform because uh, it works. Uh, it makes sense from a scale, from for marginalizing cost to get a, a good cost structure that you can build upon. And you know, I love your idea of, of bringing this out to all your, your divisions and say, here you go. Here's the bones. Build what you want on this. Um, put whatever shells and, and skin you want. Oh, and if you want to call OEM it, it you call it a hat? Okay. A hat. I like that. Oh, I got to get to the term hoot <laughs> and uh, have a hoot with a hoot. And, uh, uh, and also, you know, I, I believe you're offering it to, as an OEM. So if somebody else, a uh, third-party company, uh, some startup guys in Czech or whatever want to want to get this thing cranking, they can do that, which Absolutely. I think is a great idea. And, yeah. and if you're at the or saw any uh, photos and video from the Geneva Auto Show, mm -hmm. we really highlighted that. We showed a new concept on the MEB platform called the ID Buggy. You know, it looked yes, like your old right. beach buggy from uh, days of that's yore. Right. And of course that was whimsical and yeah. it was fun and it was exciting and such, but that was a statement. That was a statement that you can put almost anything you can think of on top of this MEB platform without constraints. Mm -hmm. We literally have wiped the sheet clean, started from the ground up, and delivered this fully electric platform that virtually allows for anything to go on top. It's a tremendous benefit for us as a corporation. As you mentioned, if you're a coach builder out there, you want to do yeah. something, give us a call. We're willing to sell you these platforms as well. We want to be part of this EV revolution. So let's help everybody. I love it when you segue my show name into the conversations. <laughs> that's I'm not even prompting you for that. There's no science here. No, that's great. And obviously, again, because you know, because you can you can modulize this, you can scale your costs appropriately. This is something that you can build upon. You know, again, you're a car company. There has to be a profit. All car companies are the same. I mean, look at Tesla. They're they're still uh, trying to, to to not struggle, but they're still trying to get their margins up on, on their Model Three and and, uh, and to be able to balance the production and the scale that they need to do. So, you know, you guys have put this platform, which you've costed it out, looked at it for the next you know 10, 20 years, whatever the life cycle plan is, and then be able to go to market with this. And I take it it's something that can be, be produced in many plants and relatively quickly to be able to spool up to the numbers that you want? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this obviously is part of our strategy going forward. We're not just going to build these in one small plant. Mm -hmm. We're going to That's build right. these in the markets where there is demand. We've already made commitments to build MEB platform cars at our plant in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're going to be building them in Germany. We're yeah. going to be building them in China. We're going to be building these worldwide because every year the penetration of electric vehicles as part of the worldwide sales is going to increase. That's not going to change. You know, I right. yes, I'm I'm still a petrol head. Yeah. I drive, I'm oh, sorry course, to admit, yeah. I drive a gasoline-powered right. vehicle. Yeah. But I have seen the light, and yeah. I've seen the future. Good. And it's a good thing, so let's not fight it. And yeah. we can get along with the ICE people right oh, now, sure. because we're going to need them for a while. Yeah. You know, that's part of our core business. Mm -hmm. Of course. But it's transitioning. And every year, that bite that EV bite is going to get a little bit bigger and a little bit deeper mm -hmm. until such time as people say, instead of asking, you know, why should I drive an electric car? They're going to say, why wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. You made, you brought up a, a good point. Uh, I mean, when you look at some of the other major automakers out there, you know, Ford, Chrysler, uh, Ford, FCA, uh, GM, I mean, you guys have really put a stake in the ground announcing some, some huge spends, you know, uh, uh, you know, not only that you want to produce, you know, millions and millions of EVs over the next decade or so, but the amount of money you're spending on battery contracts and retooling facilities, you know, in the billions. I mean, you guys have really put a lot of money where your mouth is. And, and you know, people comment that, well, we're seeing a lot of press from, from VW, but we're not seeing actions. But they're, they're, I think that what they're failing to see is the behind the scenes prep work that's being done so that you can guys can get to the point where you can start manufacturing these vehicles. You have to put all this foundational work in there. Well, it takes prep. time. And, and you guys, I think, are leading the major automakers in doing that. Yeah, it, it takes time, Ken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have not just plans, but we do have shovels in the ground. Yep. We have already converted factories and we are in the process of building factories mm -hmm. for the aforementioned batteries right, right. for the vehicles and the spend is tremendous. I think uh, it's not an overstatement to say that Scott and my uh, pensions are riding yeah, on sure. this plan. Mm -hmm. We really need to succeed and as a result, you know, necessity is the mother of invention yep. and we are 
as they say, all in in this electric game. Yeah, you guys are certainly putting your money where your mouth is, uh, to say the least. Now, um, just before we wrap up with the e-golf and e-up, I'm, I'm excited to, to hear some future announcements coming up. Uh, are you able to, to talk about a, a strategy, a time strategy for them? Do you see phasing those out at some point in time as the ID platform kicks in and as you start rolling those models out? Definitely, that, that yep. is uh, that's part of the, mm-hmm. uh, the plan. Yep. Model Year 20 is going to be the last okay. model year of the e-golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with Model Year 21. Globally or just North America? Globally. Globally, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the ID3, uh, you know, we talked about, yep. oh, uh, you know, a lot of press releases, uh, we need some action. Yep. Uh, in November, we start production of the ID3. Yeah, and, it's not that far away. We're July almost now. Exactly. <laughs> and if you live in Europe, get yours today. We opened the pre-order books last month. That's right. Did you hit the 30,000 cap yet? I cannot tell that you first today run? what the number is. I thought is. it was close to, to re- yeah, reaching that first yeah. cap. Yeah. I think we had yeah. 15 or 20 last time. Well, we yeah. had 15,000 yeah. in the first day. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. we had a little more than we anticipated. Yeah. And it was an online process and our servers crashed. Of course. But yeah. they've fixed yeah. those, of course. Yeah. And now we're well underway. I think we're just okay. over 20,000 pre-orders right now. Yes. That. Pretty cool. Yeah. So you'll do one good push, as you, you, you as you said, um, Scott. You'll have an announcement on the e golf coming up later this fall. You'll do one more good push on that 2020 yep. model year, and then you'll transition fully over to to the ID. Yes, uh, I just I want to address the elephant in the room because yep. we've we've talked about the ID three. Yep. And I think it's well publicized and sort of well known that the, at the moment the ID three is not planned to come to North America. Right. So to Europe uh, only, I think, or Asia. Car, but, uh, Asia Pack too, or just Europe. I, I just hear Europe, about as far as okay. I know at the moment. Yep. Uh, there were some plans previously. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe there will be in the future, but okay. uh, at the moment it's only uh, European. Markets. And no South America, so it's not MEA. Correct. It's strictly just, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, you know, I, I'm an e-golf driver, and I don't really know what I would want to replace that car with uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, two or three years. So, mm-hmm. uh, selfishly, I, I, I want that car. Uh, but I've been, uh, since uh, the sort of start of the year, uh, even a little bit before, I've... We've got a plan to try to change what I'm talking about. Try yep. to bring that ID3 to our market. Okay. Uh, we're not ready to announce anything uh, yet. Okay. Um, but another little tidbit of have, nugget uh, of information here, folks. We are we are definitely <laughs> trying and exploring any and all avenues to bring the right um, electric cars to Canadians right. as fast as possible. Yeah. Now let's talk a bit more about what we. Are definitely bringing. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, what is uh, what is officially out there that'll be coming so to the first, our markets? Uh, the first, as of today, the first mm-hmm. car that we can say will come to our market mm-hmm. is the ID, the production version of the ID Cross, Cross. concept. Right. So, which you you launched uh, and revealed at the Toronto Auto Show, which yes. where I interviewed you, uh, which is your take at a kind of a, a crossover-ish or just a you know a saloon vehicle exactly. with a little bit more room exactly. in that, right? Mm-hmm. We all know how popular crossovers yeah, are in the North sure. American yeah. market. Yeah. Three quarters yeah. of the market in Canada yeah. is crossover. Yeah. So we yeah. felt it was a natural segue into our next generation of electric cars. Mm-hmm. You know, people want electric cars, people want crossovers. Yeah. Well, hello, let's yeah. give them an electric crossover. Yeah. And so, th- to be blunt, there's margin in that business, right? That's why automotive, yes. you know, there's the SUV crossover is a hot market because there's good margin. Well, we haven't there. found it yet. You haven't found the, it yet. The margin <laughs> part, but we're working well, on it. Well, you got to start uh, selling them first. Yeah. Yeah, we're working <laughs> on it. So much of product yep. planning is, is really yeah. also financial planning. Yes. To make sure that um, we're competitive in Canada as a market and as an OEM in Canada, mm-hmm. in a, a, a highly competitive global world, not only between OEMs, but between other markets. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we have a big vision and a lot, uh, many plants to come, but the, the first factory is going to be in Spickau, and that'll yep. be the only factory for a year or two. Right. Um, uh, could be mistaken about the time. Right, because Chatt- Chattanooga, uh, Chattanooga won't spool up till 2021 Correct. or something like that. Is that the right? The ID cross that we're going to yeah. sell mm-hmm. the first the first year or so is going to be from from Spickau okay. mm-hmm. in Germany. Yep. Uh, and then, but they can only give so many cars to us. Right. Everybody wants a piece of their factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Seat, Skoda, mm-hmm. uh, Audi, right. uh, Volkswagen, and not only yeah. all those brands, but every brand, not every brand, but every every market of every brand some exceptions here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really want to spool up uh, production locally here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're uh, trying to do that as, as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, we've really, we're working on some plans to try and make that happen maybe sooner than uh, is, is well known. Okay. We're not ready to announce sure. anything about that. Well, that's good yet, to know. Yeah. That, that's going to be the key to, to a great deal of volume. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, I think we're, uh, if we're competitive in terms of how much, if, in finances, mm -hmm. we'll get allocation for Canadians uh, and be able to sell uh, as many cars and get more if demand, uh, well, when demand exceeds uh, our expectations. Because right. uh, I'm pretty bullish on the whole EV market in, yep. in our country. I think we're really well yep. uh, equipped as a sort of uh, society to have the up to, to, to take more EVs. I mean, Yep. We have uh, like something like 80 plus percent renewable energy. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm talking about like solar and wind, which is, you know, expensive and um, maybe it gives you cancer. Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's just a study, uh, yeah. a joke, of course. Yeah. But yeah. like uh, we're blessed by geography yes. with uh, yeah. like boundless, almost boundless hydroelectricity. Yeah. So much so that in the vernacular in Canada, mm -hmm. like I don't have a light bill, I have a power bill, I don't have an electric bill, I have a hydro bill. Mm -hmm. And if we can, and we have so much extra generating capacity overnight, mm -hmm. it's perfect for EVs. So, and gas is, uh, I'm, I have to say, I don't really pay too much attention yeah. <laughs> every day, at least. Right. I mean, you know, it's like cruising around dollar twenty at Something least in like our that. area yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But it's changed long the weekend, time. it'll it's go expensive. up tonight, oh, guaranteed, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm driving yeah. electric this long weekend, yeah. uh, and it's, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not taking my car. I, we have a. Um, I, I could, but in this particular case, I'm parking in a marina, so yep. I can't charge. But uh, right. uh, you can plug in at a regular outlet at your cottage, yep. and you're there for three, four days anyway. That's right. Uh, in the best case, maybe mm -hmm. two days and a regular weekend. But uh, I, th I think we're really well positioned in this market to, to, to take mm -hmm. those uh, mm -hmm. maybe faster than the global pace, mm -hmm. or maybe faster than anyone realizes. I, I, Even I, if I look at myself, that, yeah. I mean, I've, Thomas, you were saying that, uh, you know, you're a petrol header. I gotta say, I used to be a petrol hat. I don't know if I like gas cars anymore. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I. So Thomas and I are both, you know, hardcore Volkswagen guys. Yep. We're wearing Volkswagen shirts. Yeah, I see our, that. Uh, shirt right I now. see that. Nice. It's casual Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Thomas, you own, uh, forgive me, a nineteen eighty six Rabbit. Two sky. Wow. Two. Wow, that's a collector's item. I'm older. I own a 1990 Volkswagen yeah. Corrado G60, nice. which I love. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's been parked for two years. Yeah. I haven't put it back on the road, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't put it back on the road last summer because I got my my, my e golf right, last yeah. uh, May, and uh, I I don't know. I don't want to say I'm selling it, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So like, I've sort of told the yeah. point is I'm totally like like. I'm all about gas or electric cars now, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that uh, this transition yeah. in more people's heads could happen faster than, than than a lot of people realize. It does, you know, when you when you experience that instant torque and the quietness and, and you know the, the less maintenance and all the attributes that EVs give you, the low center of gravity you mentioned earlier, the handling capabilities. It's hard to kind of go back to that afterwards. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have two other cars in my family that are both ICE vehicles, and sometimes I have to change vehicles if Which I'm going somewhere far. Car, well, right? my wife always wants to grab you know the leaf and take of it course. out because she just loves driving it but it's my Wouldn't daily driver preconditioned yeah interior in the winter exactly right? without having to remote start it outside and let it run so yeah. there's definitely benefits now coming back to MEB so you've got the the cross that's going to be your first yes. uh, kick at the can for North America some sometime around uh, ETA for North America some end of 2020 so for Canada it's going to be uh, Targeting early 2021. Okay. We want to bring it yep. out as soon as possible. Yeah. So Q1, uh, Q2, first half kind yes. of thing. And yep. I would say our sort of next, without mm -hmm. giving a little hint, uh, you know, you talked about the Toronto Auto Show yep. this year and how we revealed the ID Cross uh -huh. uh, concept. I would absolutely recommend paying attention to the 2020 Toronto Auto Okay. Well, I'll definitely be there. I'm looking forward to that. And how close, in, uh, or if you can say, are your concepts going to be to production? Are you able to say well, a lot of that design? It, you saw yeah. it in January. Are a lot real of those close. Real close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that seems to be the flavor. I, I, that's why I'm, I, I'm asking. I was blown now. away yeah. uh, by yeah. how they've been able to realize nice. the concept and the production version. Of course, yeah. you know, we have like. Well, the side we have like real doors, yeah, you know, like real door handles. The side door in the lounge might be a little far fetched, yeah, but, but, uh, but we from get the it. Outside yeah. the car yeah. looks nice, uh, especially when you compare it like in the same color, the mm -hmm. red car that we yeah, saw. Yeah, that was nice. I yeah. saw it a lot. I mean, last year, this year we saw a silver yeah. car, uh, but yeah. like uh, they're very, very close. Well, that seems to be the trend now, manufacturers with this concept. They're actually, you know, you know, in the high majority percentage of being actual yeah, closer Honda's, to production of uh, the element yeah exactly the, yeah. i forget the name the, the oh, not the element the e e yes. yeah honda e i think honda it's e, called. Yeah. yeah so simple name yeah exactly um it you know it was pretty well production so part of the 
process is to gauge consumer interest. Mm -hmm. So when we show concept, we're asking people. We're asking people such as yourself, EV experts. We're asking consumers. We're asking potential customers what they think. Right. For us to then come to market with something that's substantially different, that's not good business. It's it's not good for the consumer. It's not good for us because people will quite rightly say, hey, wait a minute, I told you I liked it, but this doesn't look anything what I told you I liked. Mm -hmm. So yeah. our concepts that we've been showing throughout the world of the cross of the ID3 of the different mm -hmm. concepts we've shown off the MEB platform are all going to be pretty close now the shag carpeting <laughs> no we're going to leave that one in the bin and the disco light but yeah, yeah that one's going to stay in Wolfsburg but the rest you're going to see it pretty close to what you've seen on the show floor yeah and I think uh, people I mean uh, what I work on is you know uh, sort of are we well positioned in the market relative to our competitors? Mm -hmm. uh, do we have the right features, the right price uh, for Canada? I've been sort of, uh, we had a couple new uh, area guys uh, come in and on board in the field. Uh, mm -hmm. One guy in Quebec, so mm -hmm. you know, very attuned to electric vehicles. I showed him, I gave him a preview, which I can't share with you today, unfortunately, Ken. But, Jeez, I but came all the way down here. Of, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Product planning talk, our office yeah. structure. You know, here's yeah. our different trims. Here's how far we can go. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're going to charge. Mm -hmm. He was blown away by uh, what nice. uh, we're planning, Good. which of course you know there's much could change between mm -hmm. now and sure. then. Uh, but um, but let's say this: I'm driving a competitive vehicle, uh, which I won't name this weekend. Mm -hmm. I have it on trade. Uh, it's great. Um, it's got more range than an e-golf, uh, so I'm taking it up north. Uh, it's an SUV, uh, but our SUV will be larger and cheaper than this SUV. And of nice. course, there's trade-offs and range, of course, sure. so it won't have the same range as this, but mm -hmm. uh, I think people are going to be relatively surprised by our, our entry price, what we offer, and, and the equipment that's in that mm -hmm. to, you know, counter the whole notion of, um, you know, um, uh, a BEV's not appropriate for a Canadian winter. Right. I, I, no, it's, I it's proven actually. now that, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I agree with you. Well you disagree. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have 100% <laughs> yeah. standard heat pump in, yeah. in the ID Cross Excellent. and all the MEB cars we Good. bring to this market. Yep. That uh, may not be the case in the United States. Sure, of course. It won't be. You don't need um, them in Arizona. And it's, of course, they have a different market. <laughs> sure. A lot of their sales, I used mm -hmm. to work at Volkswagen in America. Okay. There are, a lot of them are in the southern region. That's right. Te Texas yeah. and Florida. Yeah. You yeah. don't need it there. Mm -hmm. uh, but this heat pump is actually going to be better than the one in the e-Golf, which has a little bit of sort of diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. uh, at the colder it gets, mm -hmm. it's less effective. Sure, it's just the, there is the a range of on technology. that. Yep. But we have a new uh, refrigerant coming with oh. this heat pump. Mm -hmm. It's going to sort of maintain that in, 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 to like, you know, minus 20. Oh, wow. It'll okay. be still effective and even a little bit beyond. So there's those German engineers at work again Absolutely. trying to reinvent, make it better, stronger, faster, quicker, all that stuff. Um, so you've got, and I know that from a, a battery pack size, it's been publicized. You can look at three tiers of sizing. Can you tell me a little bit more about what those are? Uh, so for this ID Cross, we're going to have two batteries. Two batteries, okay. Suited mm -hmm. to our market. There's a, in Europe, they'll have a smaller entry yep. battery. We're yep. going to have one that's slightly larger. Okay. If you look at the ID, uh, I can't tell you exclusively. Okay. Uh, no I know there's numbers the, floating around. If you but, look at the ID3 yeah. and mm -hmm. see what's been publicized, mm -hmm. you won't, we'll have two of those three. Mm -hmm. And I'll let your okay. uh, listeners and viewers uh, come to their own conclusion. For sure. Which those two would be right. of three. Any of the, uh, do you see any of the other VW Group brands coming back to Canada? Um, you know, like Skoda as an example. Uh, you know, used to be here many years ago. I remember in the eighties them being here. It would be kind of neat know? if you mentioned Skoda. If mm -hmm. Skoda returned to the Canadian market, yeah. because the last time they were here, their cars were rear engine, I air remember. cooled, rear wheel drive. I remember. I, I now, bought one for like <laughs> exactly. three grand or something. Exactly. <laughs> now the most likely scenario yeah. would be them for them to return to the market with another rear engine car, yeah. but this one would be battery, yeah. which would Wouldn't be kind of cool. That but would be. That is not meant in any way to indicate that they are planning it. As of right now, to the best of my knowledge, they are not planning a return. But it, you never know. There, there, there's so many different uh, aspects to the industry that yeah. might favor a certain brand returning or not. We'll take it as it goes. Yep. Yep. And with Volkswagen, it's interesting. I'm going to take a wild guess that pretty much everyone listening to this podcast is an either an EV driver or an EV aficionado. Mm -hmm. We're also cognizant of the fact that in order to reach these numbers that we want to, we're going to have to sell to some non-believers. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yep. we know that 
education is part of it, and we also know that infrastructure is a great part. And I, and I, and I want to make sure that your listeners know that we're involved at many different levels. One of them is something I should mention, or I'd like to mention, it's called Electrify Canada. Electrify Canada is a subsidiary we've set up from Volkswagen, Audi, and Porsche Canada. We are going to be creating or contributing to a cross-Canada network of high-power charging stations. As you know, we're not the only Volkswagen Group brand here. You mentioned Skoda. They're Mm -hmm. not here, but Porsche sure is, and Audi sure is, and they're coming out with some pretty exciting projects in the next little while they're actually going to beat our uh id cars you know audi's Mm -hmm. introduced the e-tron and porsche's going to be introducing the taycan uh, later this year and what's going to be really interesting about them is not just the dynamics of the car Mm -hmm. and such but also their charge rates they're going to be able to charge these cars a lot faster than what you're used to it's no longer a 50 kilowatt charge the taycan I've heard they're going to be able to charge this thing up to 350 kilowatts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the 800 volt system. Yeah, yeah. that is yeah. Liquid pretty fast. Cooling the whole thing, yeah. But yeah. you're going to have yeah. to be able to supply that. That's well, right. wouldn't yeah. you know it, but Electrify Canada yeah. is going to be able to supply that. And we're going to have this cross-country network yeah. of charging stations that are going to come online really soon. Yeah, I think the, this summer or yeah, fall, yeah, the yes. first one starts. Already this off. summer, yeah. we're cool. going to be opening up the first stations. Nice. and they Be able charge. to say where they, where they are? Uh, well, right yeah. now, I can okay. tell you, I can give you a generalization. We're going to ha- open the first stations in British Columbia, mm-hmm. Alberta, Quebec, and Ontario. Good. That's okay. phase one. Yep. There's 32 by stations the in all by, by the, the end, end of this year. Nice, well. okay. So mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting, and you know, if you're a Porsche driver, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to charge your Taycan at 350 yeah. kilowatts. Yeah. That's pretty fast. That you're, is fast, I yeah. think the Audi is... 150. Well, 150. Yeah. Yeah. Even 150, I think, is a game changer. Yeah, we were it's talking absolutely about that. Huge. It's, it's fast. And, yeah. you know, the ability to charge your vehicle quickly mm-hmm. is going to sway a lot of these non-believers I refer yeah, to. That whole convenience factor. Now. Exactly. Now they're thinking, okay, mm-hmm. I go from Montreal to Toronto once every six months. Mm-hmm. Now I, that I know I can charge up faster, I'm more interested. Mm-hmm. If I'm going from Calgary to Vancouver, oh, I'm more interested. So we've eliminated so many barriers, or we're about to eliminate so many barriers, that the entire premise of owning an electric car becomes a reality for people, or at least an opportunity. And, you know, if we can do this to help the industry as a whole, so be it. And that's part of Electrify Canada's mandate. It's not just going to be dedicated to Volkswagen, Audi, and Porsche cars, but everybody, you know, right. with your lease, yep. Leaf, you're sure. going to be able to charge there because we're going to have, you know, both the CCS and the Chatmo, yep. you know, hookups. Mm-hmm. So Thank everybody you for can I appreciate it. You yeah. are most welcome. Yeah. We're, we're trying to do this as, as smartly, intelligently as possible. Yep. I've, I'm advising Electrify Canada from, for our brand's perspective right. on uh, what we want to And I guess they're jointly course. kind of going with Electrify America as well and sharing yeah, to some benefit of the growth. From the yeah. scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've, I've spent a great deal of time, like really nerding out yeah. on where should these stations go? Yeah, you want them off right off highway. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, so yeah. we're, we're going to have four chargers at every station. Mm-hmm. Nice, a uh, minimum of four. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah, four. And then each one will have two leads for sort of redundancy, mm-hmm. just in case there's a, I mean, only one car can use one station mm-hmm. at a time. So mm-hmm. you can never have more than four sure. cars charging at a time, at least. Yeah, well, that's better than what I see now is one lowly fast exactly. charger station 10, 10 kilometers you, off the highway. <laughs> how many times have you showed up to one yeah. and it's been in yeah. use? Yeah. Uh, luckily, I've been lucky, yeah. but uh, it's happening once. Me too. I, I haven't done a lot, but I, I know what people do. That's not the plan. Exactly. Uh, no, that's great. So, and we're going to put them uh, you know, in sort of strategic locations yep. where you're going to have something to do for you know, uh, 15, 20, 30 minutes, yep. however long you need to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, go go get some to eat. Go use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually, um, there's so many factors that go into it. There are, that yeah. Any one of those things that suddenly we can't deliver on yeah. through you know the site hosting process, we might have to move the station. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm really excited, not only personally uh, for myself to use mm-hmm. the e-golf uh, or the my e-golf on the electrified mm-hmm. Canada station, but it really is going to enable us, as Thomas was saying, to sort of close that last sort of, of gap or, you know, a lot of EV advocates, mm-hmm. you know, and academics say, yeah. oh, you know, this will satisfy like 80, 85, 90% of your yeah. driving. It's like, we got to get from that point to 99%. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference is this on, is going to be this highway network. Yeah. Good. And we're putting it where the, uh, 
first of all, where people live yeah, you, in, in Canada yep. with, with respect you want to the it to be used, right? and the Maritimes. Yeah, you want we definitely there, want to yeah. come there. Yep. Uh, one, but, but right now, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's not a, a critical mass of volume. That's there. right. Yeah. So right now, we're hitting up our four biggest provinces, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, great routes. I've mm-hmm. simulated so many routes nice. in the sort of like worst conditions yeah. possible, you know, <laughs> blowing snow. All kinds of yeah. snow on the ground, increasing rolling resistance. Yeah. Uh, you know, net, net nines, twenty headwinds, yeah. uh, just to make sure that's just, that hey, that's you the great can white get north. from right, from, from station to station, yeah. and at least you know a, a neutron sort of well, first longer. I, ho- I hope to be invited to the grand opening of the first one uh, when, in, in this area. In this area, when it happens, when the ribbon cutting, I I'd love I to be there. I'd love to be there for that and film some of that. I think that's awesome. I know we're getting short on time. I wanted a couple last things I wanted to talk about quickly. So is one of them the ID buzz? Uh, one of them is the ID buzz. Okay, so let's talk. talk let's talk about that. I know. Again, you know, y- y- it looks like you're you're homing in on that sweet spot. You can't tell me what the battery packs are yet. But in that, you know, 200 plus mile to 300 mile something range, which I think is a sweet spot. As we said, you know, fa- combine that with fast charging, the, the greater range. It's you know, it, it's a no brainer to to really not look at electrification. What else can you tell me about the buzz? So the ID buzz. Uh, Assuming we, we, my plans will work out for the yep. ID3, but yep. could be, we'll see what happens. We'll see, yep. uh, The ID Buzz will be uh, the second car, mm-hmm. that will come, at least as of today, that will come to market. And right now we're trying to figure out, uh, you know, what's the right way to do that in terms of, uh, you know, the body style, the wheel uh, wheelbase. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car is pretty much done from a sort of production, or, or rather an engineering design yep. standpoint. Uh, we've got a lot of work to make it a feasible business case that mm-hmm. we can, you know, sell them and bring uh, as many people uh, into mm-hmm. this as possible mm-hmm. and have, you know, a camper version one day. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now we're kind of, it'll be sort of 2022, okay. late 2022, yeah. late, early 2023 type, okay. type of time. Frame. Good. Uh, and then we're trying to sort of hash a lot of the pricing and the... Um, range still so okay. i can't really share anything no i understand uh, but we can take a guess so we got an idea other than the sort of the date uh, yep. which could change of course but i mean we're working on it uh, in earnest uh, i woke up this morning we to have an eight o'clock call uh, with uh, <laughs> germany uh, about the financial feasibility right. of that model because uh, we're good. moving forward to, to board good for the next good. Sort of milestone uh, yeah. and um and, 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 and even today before I leave for the long yeah. weekend, Ken, yeah. uh, I, I must deliver a new uh, revised proposal uh, from our market, just a little tweak, okay. uh, before, but I will not leave the building before that. I know, you, you, you told me you're trying to get it early, but you may not be able to. Um, and, and are you able to elaborate on how many models you think will be in North, North America? I mean, you know, headlines that VW Group wants to electrify every model by 2030, that's a big statement. How many of those do you think will be coming to North America by that time? Are we looking at eight, nine different kind of choices for people by that time? And if you were to guess? Twenty thirty. I mean, is, it's not uh, that long, right? We're it is, it is, it's not long, but yeah. it's, it's difficult. I think to plan out yes, that far. Yes. I mean, we do have plans at twenty twenty nine in our sort of annual planning process. Okay. Uh, I prefer to think more toward twenty twenty five. Okay. And by then, we'll have I think depending on the ID three, uh, you know, sort of three to four models uh, in Canada: the okay. ID Cross, the ID Buzz, uh, of production version of the ID Vision concept, mm-hmm. okay. uh, which will be slightly different than the concept uh, right. as, as shown. Ah, a little and then hopefully another the nugget of info. as a sort of uh, yeah. fourth car. And then there's another fifth one that could come sort of 2024 type time frame, okay. but it's a little bit more further out. Uh, didn't quite meet the, uh, the sort of needs of the market in terms of size, in my opinion. So okay. uh, it's, uh, and others, of course, are not the only one making this call. Uh, but uh, we'll have sort of four, three to five. Okay. One Hopefully last thing. As many as possible. That's excellent. One last thing I wanted to close the show off with is most recent announcement I got is about um, VW's push to become carbon neutral, which I think is a big, big deal. I mean, we, we see a lot of headlines about Tesla and about what they're doing, you know, with, with Nevada being all solar and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, for, for you guys to come out and say that, you know, that you want to be, uh, you really want to issue in that global responsibility, right, from the environment. Um, and, and make uh, your vehicles and production carbon neutral by 2050. So it's definitely a long-term plan. 
you know, and that includes things like empowering the plants with re re renewable tech, uh, electricity and power from that and putting money there. Um, you know, you're talking about committing to goals of the Paris Agreement um, to lim you know, limit the, uh, the global warming, of course, and it has key three, uh, three key points from what I'm reading. Reducing the carbon emitted from your vehicles and factories, so again, getting into EVs and, and, and uh, uh, changing the power sources for factories, adopting renewable energy sources, as I mentioned, uh, for both yourself and, and pushing that onto your supply chain, which I think is important to acknowledge. Uh, and then also um, uh, using carbon offsets to uh, tackle remaining emissions. What else can you add to that? That's a really ambitious goal. It is, and uh, you know, it's a tight time frame. Mm -hmm. 2050, I know, we think about it today, well, that's 30 Absolutely. years from now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, in, in the grand scheme of things, 30 years is not a long time, but we know that we have to set an ambitious this target. It's a lot of effort. I mean, it, it is doesn't a lot sound of like effort, a lot, but, but it is. Yeah. As you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, we're big. Mm -hmm. We're the biggest vehicle manufacturer in the world, and somebody's got to lead this. And we, you know, we can go back to the old adage, we want to leave a better planet for our kids mm -hmm. and our grandkids and that. And that's part of it. The, the reality yep. is we've seen the light. And we know we need to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And this is not just something we dreamed up and we, you know, put a little note on the wall. We're serious <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah, it's not just marketing stuff. No, I mean, it's not. Yeah, and if you look at our, uh, some of the efforts we've already started mm -hmm. with, go to our plant in Chattanooga. One of the largest solar fields in North America is located at our plant right. in Chattanooga. You know, if you look at the roof of our plant in Puebla, Mexico, it has been specially designed to capture every ounce of rainwater mm -hmm. that we can purify and reuse in the factory for nice. everything. Yeah. Everything from cooling the building right. to, you know, use in the washrooms. Mm -hmm. We wow, nice. want to be neutral. That yeah. means only take out what we put back in. And obviously there's going to be certain parts of the manufacturing and usage process that you can't eliminate the, the carbon from, if you will. That's fine. We'll make sure we rectify that by engaging in other activities that render that carbon neutralized, you know, whether it be tree planting or, mm -hmm. you know, investment in renewable sure. sources of energy. Just this spring, we announced the start of another joint venture, and actually, this is actually a wholly owned subsidiary called Ellie, which is short mm. for Electric Life. That's right. Which is sure. allowing. Yeah. Uh, people in Germany to purchase electricity through us that is completely carbon neutral. Mm, okay. You know, we're investing in the mm -hmm. solar, we're nice. investing in the wind energy, we're doing sure. every little thing because we realize that the path to the future, it, it's not one clearly defined right. path. Right. It's many smaller ones. Right. And we've got to, you know, if I can use the, the term, we have to mine all of these. Mm -hmm. and. We're going to engage our suppliers. We're going to be working with other companies and other corporations because mm -hmm. we don't have all the answers. But together, we can get those answers. Yeah. And we can reduce our CO. We yeah. can reduce it during production. Mm -hmm. We can reduce it during usage. And we can recapture it in terms of recycling mm -hmm. at the end of life of, what the, of the vehicles we do yeah. produce. It's a big thing. And it's interesting some of those things that you, you mentioned, Thomas, because those are those are things that you're spending money on that don't sell cars. I mean, that, that aren't involved in the producing, manufacturing, or selling delivery of those vehicles. This is something that you want to do as a stakeholder, you know, in our planet, in the world we live in, to try to, you know, to better it from that. So, you know, these offshoots, and that takes money and effort to do. It's not just, again, a marketing fluff piece. Uh, so I want people, you know, listeners to recognize that yeah, other companies are doing doing different things as well. But you know, for you guys to take that stance, I think is, is is very very important, and it will show a leadership position in the marketplace. Well, everybody's got to chip in. Yep, and it does. Yep. I ensure you. I can only speak about Volkswagen. Yeah, we're going to do our part. <laughs> I know. We're going to do our part, and hopefully, we will set the pace. Yep, and we will look back at better times. By the time we hit this target, yep. which will be by 2050, I promise you, Yep. I hope that we can say we're one of many. Yeah, I mean, by 2040, you want 60% of the vehicles sold in America to be EVs. I mean, again, that's a big, big goal. And then, you know, 10 to 25% 10 to of that to be hybrids of some kind. So almost the entire portfolio to be electrified at some point. Again, 2040 is not that far either. Yeah, so big, big goals. Like I said, we want to be selling a million EVs yep. by 2025. 
six years from now. Well, I tell you, I look forward to seeing it, uh, millions of EVs on the road because at, you know, at only 2 million globally sold last year out of 98 million, we got a long 93 million uh, cars uh, and light trucks sold globally. We got a, there's a big market space to go after there to, to shift that into electrification. So, um, you know, I thank you for those efforts. Any last thing, Scott, you want to say before we close the show off? We talk a lot about Give you the last uh, word, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bullish about the future of yeah. EVs in Canada. I think it can happen, my personal opinion, I think it's going to happen much sooner than anyone really expects. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be making any bold statements. No, but I mean, so, we're seeing so this that, hockey stick, so you're, but, you're uh, right in line with that. I, yeah. I think yeah. we're so, I really, and, and my, I channel sort of Tony Siva in my mm -hmm. thinking, and the author of Clean Disruption, a professor at Stanford University. Uh, I think he... You know, if we think about sort of, uh, you know, guys with four letter names, you know, who are <laughs> famous in the EV industry, yep. I would say that he is, to me, probably, uh, not to, with respect to Mr. Musk, I, I yep. love what he's doing mm -hmm. at Tesla. I think they're... Oh, they're a catalyst uh, they're, they're to the market. Great. Certainly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think the Model S is the car of the decade, mm -hmm. frankly. Mm -hmm. But Tony Siva, I think, is a visionary. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of what he says about how... EV adoption is going to come as uh, up, come about faster as a result of pure economics mm -hmm. rather than environmental push from yep. you know sort of yep. sort of more bottom up. That's right. Rather than top down from government. Yep. Uh, well, uh, society is really going to hit it from both uh, from bo from both angles. Yeah. And we're going to have I think. 100% EV far faster than anyone thinks. I agree. I mean, especially, you know, guys like the boomers like me that are getting older and that will, you know, die off in the next 20, 30 years or 40 years. Hopefully I can live another 40 years. But, you know, the reality is the millennials and these generations that are more in touch with the environment, that are more knowledgeable of the ways of the world than we were, you know, we didn't have the technology to know what's going on in, in, in a country halfway around the world. There, you know, that's that's the vision that you have to go after, and that's where that transition is going to happen. I agree. I think it's going to take up a little quicker. Every than, person than, I than talk that, to, yeah. like, there's no person that doesn't mm -hmm. want to know about an electric mm -hmm. car. Mm -hmm. These cars are running around uh, yeah. on my car. The e golf runs around on the equivalent of about four liters of fuel and does 200 kilometers. Yeah, I know. Our yeah. next generation ones will be between five and 10 liter equivalent Excellent. battery size. You know, Excellent. you just use the sort of uh, energy equivalents of 8.9. Yep. Um, per liter. Yep. Uh, they're just so energy efficient, and we have so much efficiency in our delivery of the of electricity that I really think it's going to take off within this decade. I totally agree, and I you know I appreciate you guys taking the time out of uh, on a Friday on a long weekend to meet with me and to have this conversation. To be frank, with some of the some of the talking points and your input, I look forward to more announcements and to more stuff coming from VW Group as a whole. And yeah, please invite me to uh, any ribbon cuttings or anything that you're doing. I'd love to hear from you. So thank you very much, Thomas, for your time and Scott for your time. Thank you, and Jack. for my listeners, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Uh, uh, some advertising and stuff is coming up, but until the next podcast, everybody out there, stay safe and take care. Happy Canada Day. Happy Fourth. Yeah, that's it. It's coming up. This episode of the EV Revolution Show is sponsored by File Sanctuary. Need a great web host for your business? Need to get email at yourdomain.com? They provide professional, feature-rich web and email hosting for any project you have in mind. Get started today at filesanctuary.net forward slash cloud and save 10% with promo code EVREVSHOW. Thank you.